I want this Wind Waker bundle. It's $300, which isn't that bad. But it's killing me that it's got the book in it, because I already spent, like, 40 bucks on the book. Oh, but I want it. I don't need a Wii U, though. But it's a special edition Zelda one. Uh, you might as well just spend $100 more and get a PS4, but that's just me. Life is hard. Folks, to Game Source Podcast number 83. 83. <laughs> 83. We are but a wee, a wee bit from 90, lads. Today we got Gerald and Sam with us. Welcome, uh, Yo, yo, yo. That's how the kids are talking these days, Gerald. Don't let anybody tell you any differently. Oh, that's right. Well, I've learned all my slang from OG Angry Nick. Oh yeah, that's great. Just don't be around small children. That was that's that was great. a bad recollection. Please don't ever do that again. <laughs> well, folks, it has been some time, unfortunately. Too much time. Yes, Way too much time. I already had to hear nagging about how I'm not on the plus ones, and I must apologize to my loving and endearing fans. That will change this week. Matter of fact, just in honor of my uh, absence. I think Gerald and I were discussing the other day how something would be funny if we applied the plus ones kind of like Shark Week. Well, I think we're going to put that into play. So next week... Oh my god, you're going to do plus ones about sharks? Cool. No. That's what the I figured want. I would surprise Gerald now at this very moment because it came as a, an immediate thought as we, I was thinking about this all of a sudden. Yeah. That's rare he gets an immediate thought. Exactly. Because... Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm me. However, it is going to be Angry Nick Week next week. That's right, folks. I know you were waiting for that. So you're Angry giving yourself a week, like your gift to the world is just yourself. Exactly. My gift to our fans is my time. And you realize I, I, how would you give them some air from your lungs too? I'm sure <laughs> they want that just as much. And you know so, what my reaction was, everyone? I just soiled my pants. <laughs> I'm gonna just slow clap it out. Well, I know everybody was, you know, it's been long waited and the angriness is built up and I'm going to get back in the group. Nope, or oh. anger, you know, that's a word too. <laughs> I, Whatever. I, forgive me I for was my, in like my, my loving fans, please forgive me of my, my absence, but I'm getting back into the groove of things. So I'm going to do an anti-Nick week and just have a Sam week. <laughs> but okay, so. Sam will do the anti-Nick week the week after, and then I'll do angry I'm going to take each of the things you talk about and, like, just make fun of it. <laughs> okay, that, that works for me. <laughs> That's, That's fun. So, anyway, um, to catch everybody up, news. I know we're kind of 
coming late to the game a little bit here, but well, the, uh, b- before we go on to the news, okay, I just want to ask and say to you, thanks everybody for for making this so far a great year for us. It's been a record year as far as volume wise. Just want to thank everyone now. We're we're on an all time high as far as likes on our Facebook page, followers on our Twitter, as far as people downloading our free mobile app. You know, just want to say thank you again. I just want to, yes, thank you. Okay. <laughs> I want to tell everybody out there that to stay tuned because we've got some great stuff coming on the way from a whole bunch of different people. Got a lot of new people coming on board. In fact, I've got a new podcast that's coming your way. It's called Modern Gears with Eric and the Drake himself. No, no, it is not the Drake. It's not. He is, his name is Drake. He's not, he doesn't get an article. It's, it's not a the. His name is, his name is Drake. He's refer, he's referring to himself as the Drake. So I got to respect that. So. All right. If he was like a, if he was, I'm going to, if he was a small dog, I would just like smack him on the nose with like a rolled up newspaper. Like, no, <laughs> no, Drake, you are not the Drake. No, no. Go well, outside. I'm just, I'm just telling you, the first episode should be up. Uh, actually, before you even hear this, it'll be actually available to click on our podcast page. And you know what? I'm just going to put it on our front page on the website, www.yourgamesource.com. And I'll also make it available on our free mobile app. What do you I think have, about that again, Sam? It's going to be, I'm going to have the anti the Drake, the anti the Drake podcast. So you're going to have the anti the Drake podcast. And the anti the anti- Drake podcast. And also There's, an anti Nick week. I got to get that down. Yes. Yeah, it's just, it's going to be like anti, like the anti Sam month, like bizarro stuff. Fair enough. But you got to wear all black, right? I always wear all black. You never did in the store. She's a lady of the night. Dude, I wear black all the time. My whole closet, it's like black, 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 gray, black, black, red, black, 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 green, black, black, gray, black, gray, black, black. Fair Fair enough. I stand corrected. Take a picture of my closet. What about purple? I do not own a purple shirt. No, I do. I have one from Firenze because that's the color. I was going to say, Sam, I mean, come on. I have one purple Florence shirt. It's a Fiorentina shirt for the soccer team. Or the football team. I think you. Could, I think you can rock purple. I think you look Dude, pretty good. I, I'll, well, I'll. I'll wear in my next recording thing. I'll wear one of those. Okay. It's a pretty cool. It's a pretty cool shirt. Yeah, exactly. And where's the anti Seventh Valkyrie videos? I'm trying to think of what the anti Seventh Valkyrie would be. Well, within the context of what that actually means, I could probably come up with something. A Valkyrie's Chronicle and being anti everything else. I just like look super like punk and like really angsty. Sort of like the Drake did today. Not the Drake. It's just. Am I going to be hit with another shopping cart, Joe? Yes, you probably will be. Okay. We have much to talk about, sir. Then let's get to it. Right on. The new. The new. The new. The new. So, again. We are coming a bit late to the party. A wee bit late, laddies. Stop but... the accent. You're awful at it. <laughs> the uh, Tokyo Game Show 2013 with 273,000... 000... You know what was cool? How that was like a month ago. Yes. I... But 273,000 attendees, which is a new record among the... It was actually two weeks, but we don't say that. Oh, okay. Would anyone else like to interrupt me? 
Thank you. Anyway. I was grocery shopping today. <laughs> Tokyo <laughs> Game Show 2013 with 273,000 attendees. New record. So announcements that the PlayStation 4 will not launch until 2014 and the same for the Xbox One. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Sony announcing the PlayStation Vita TV. I'm just going to list a couple bullet things, and we'll discuss this more in detail. Uh, now, according to uh, the uh, link that our good friend, good uh, coworker, colleague, whatever you are, Gerald, Father Time, um, has uh, Gerald. <laughs> given us uh, per end gadget. I took a, a bit of a look at the PlayStation TV, and it's not really very impressive. So, uh, moving on. A new lighter, slimmer, and PlayStation Vita. An LCD, not an OLED. That's right, folks. If you don't know that, look at the definition. Is introduced. New footage of... Well, before we get into that, we'll kind of stop there and we'll go gloss over this other stuff first. So, Tokyo Game Show 2013. Gerald, did you have anything to fill our fine folks listening in about that? Well, they Sony actually made the announcement, like I said, of the PlayStation Vita new slimmer, lighter version. It does not have the OLED screen. It has a less expensive, but still very good looking and very attractive LCD screen. So it'll be and yes, well, something like that. Okay. But it'll be coming soon to to the Asian markets, and obviously thereafter, shortly thereafter, it'll be coming to the U.S. and the European markets as well. So, I, like I said, they're just trying to capture more of a market base than they already have. The Vita, even though it has a has a lot, actually has a lot of great games, and we did a plus one. Sam and I did on it. There's just no I can until they have a must have killer app on it. Or unless they can really show consumers that they need it when they buy a PlayStation 4 as far as the, the remote play feature on it. It just needs to, to, to have something that people want a reason for to buy it, similar to the Wii U. And I guess ch- Gerald, let me chime in on that for just a second. You know, the, having, having drastically changed my opinion from what it originally was, uh, when the PlayStation Vita first came out, which, as you know, if you listen back on podcasts and probably other miscellaneous, angry, ridiculous rants I've gone on, um, I was really adamant about the price point and the with the proprietary memory that was available for the PlayStation Vita when it had originally came out. And for the longest time, I really stuck by my guns. Still, I would say up to this day, I I I have to commend Sony for implementing a price reduction and especially implementing a price reduction, although it certainly wasn't enough by any stretch on the proprietary memory. I I think going off what you said, Gerald, yes, I I really think the OLED screen and, and the high quality graphics, uh, like for instance, one of the titles that's available right now, free for PlayStation plus members is uh, Raymond. And I, I really think having downloaded that game and my son and I just checking it out and playing it for, for for such a simplistic type of game, the, the, the quality graphics on there were were amazing. And I think although the PlayStation Vita doesn't necessarily have a, a plethora of real attractive titles, I think some of the ones they have like Gravity Rush, um, Uncharted, um, and, and just the, the array of PlayStation Plus um, – PlayStation Plus, I mean PlayStation 1 classic titles that are available – for people like myself, um, who are big fans of you know Final Fantasy and Parasite Eve and uh, 
uh, Breath of Fire and a lot of the other classic titles that you know we once enjoyed that we have to repurchase again on the PlayStation uh, Store, which is absolutely freaking ridiculous. But that aside, um, I really think I have to give Sony kudos in that respect um, because even though they don't necessarily have a large array of games that really make it an attractive buy, um, I really have to to suggest to those who are fans of PlayStation Classic titles, um, I must openly admit on air that my opinion of the PlayStation Vita has changed more to the positive side. However, I still feel as though um, functionality-wise, it's still lacking um, sustainable qualities that I think could be implemented in the PlayStation Vita that would make it a more attractive piece of hardware by, um, I think, if they had more... But, but Sam, in that Plus One, and if you get a chance, go to our Plus One page and check it out, uh, www.yourgamesource.com slash plus one dot HTML. You will see... Uh, you'll listen to Sam, and, and I think she hit it right in the head when she said that they need a killer app. And they need a re- people need a reason to buy it. The regular consumer, the general consumer, needs a reason to buy it. And there's just not that one game that people are getting drawn to to buy it. It's a great system. It's powerful. Whether you have the older or the newer, slimmer version, it's still a great-looking machine. But you still need a, a killer app for it. I, I don't. I don't. I don't think that. I don't think that'll make or break. I don't think that'll make or break it. To be honest with you, it, it needs more than that. What's what's what could possibly be more than a reason to play it? But for instance, if let's just say they came out with an incredible game, an absolutely amazing game that everybody who saw it on commercials and reviews said, "Oh my goodness, I have to get it! I have to get that game." I think that game and that game does not exist on the Vita. Yes, well, not yet. However, I, I think even if they had a game like that, what's going to stop the general consumer? from buying it, playing it, and go, okay, now I can use it as a very expensive paperweight. I think it, I think they need more than just a great game to really boost the sales. They they need additional functionality on that on that, that will make it what similar kind of, to your smartphone. What kind of function? I think, for instance, if they had more remote features, like if you didn't necessarily have to, well, I guess for those who are who are don't need to be tethered to just strictly Wi-Fi and have three G and Wi-Fi capabilities, but I think if they had more remote capabilities, like they intend on doing off of your smartphone with the PlayStation Four, like being able to do to initiate remote downloads, to to even to even have possibly implement a feature of some kind to actually kind of like Xbox, like Smart Glass. Exactly. Yeah, I've been doing that with I actually with um the HBO app. I mean, watching Game of Thrones with yeah. the smart glass, and it uh, it's really cool. Well, that, and then, that's why I say that that's what I think. If they implemented something like that, I think that would make it. I mean, I think that would that would be an added feature that I would certainly be able to enjoy. And and I mean, I, I watch anime, so for me to have the Crunchyroll app, for instance, available on my PlayStation Three, but not have it available for download on the PlayStation Vita. It seems really kind of stupid to me. So I mean, I, I you know, I, I just think they're a little slow in the uptake with a lot of the features that the PlayStation Three already has. But, but honestly, when it comes down to it, like I kind of mentioned this when I did my like triad of plus ones, how like 
at the end of the day, it's a game console, and it needs to play games. And if there are not good games for me to play on this game console, there's absolutely, like, what good, like, okay, cool, like, I can do stuff on it, like, I can do on my smartphone that I have already. And it's just, like, if I don't have a game to play on it, there's no reason for me to have it. Yeah, I, I and I don't, I, I don't necessarily disagree with you on that. I, I, I do think, I, I don't think there's enough, I think there's a lot of games available on it. There's just not a lot of quality. There's nothing like show-stopping, like, oh my god, I need this. Yeah, and, 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 I, and I agree, and, and I, I wish that, you know, for me especially, I, I, I keep an eye out for RPGs, and I don't see a lot of, unfortunately, I mean, that goes without saying, I don't really see a lot of quality RPGs anyway. Get a 3DS, you don't have yeah. a ton of them. <laughs> but, but I just, you know, for the... For the PlayStation Vita, I don't see a lot of the quality games that I would like to see on it that that make it an attractive and and, and must have and must have system, and that's that's unfortunate, really, because it, I mean the the system has a tremendous amount of potential, and I just I don't, don't mean nothing, you know, and I just don't I don't think Sony is exploiting it to the best of its abilities, and and that's unfortunate, really, it really is, but. You know, my my opinion slightly changed on that, but so in regards to this PlayStation Vita TV, I think it's a, a completely, a completely wasted. Yeah, waste. I don't think that this should have been their priority. Like, I think the no. priority should be in more integration with the PS3, like more high quality games. Like, oh, cool TV stuff that you already have stuff that can do that for you. Yeah, they need to kind of throw that in the circle file. Yeah, that could have waited. It's just their way of trying to push the Vita even more, uh, and to make a lower cost version. And not, you know, it's rumored to be right around ninety nine dollars. Yeah, uh, like the PlayStation TV. We saw how we saw what a success that was. Like I said, it's just give me their, a price drop. Don't put all this money in new technology. Nobody's going to use. Lower the price of the console. Then I'll think about getting one. Silly rabbit tricks are for kids. Once, like once a console, like right now, PS Vita, what two hundred, two fifty for the two different types? Uh, two. I thought it was two sixty nine. No, it's, it's being re- been reduced to two hundred. Two hundred. No, okay, that was so for the, just the Wi-Fi unit. Yes, I thought that's the one. That's the one everybody wants. Oh, I thought the three G was still two sixty something. No, it's two hundred and two fifty. But like I said, everybody wants the Wi-Fi. Oh, okay. So it's like right now, not too like the games that are on it are not like two hundred dollar worthy games for me. So it's kind of like, oh okay, they're gonna drop it to one fifty. Hmm, do I want some of these games like one hundred fifty dollars badly? I don't so, know. I, I mean, that'll change a lot of people's mind. I'm kind of tempted to play uh, Dragon's Crown and uh, Adelir and Adelir on it. Those two look. Those two actually look. Adelaire looks pretty. But like Dragon's Crown is on PS3. Like, why wouldn't I just play it on PS3? Well, I mean, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. And if you have a PlayStation Vita and not a PS3, like, I'm. This is a a question, not a challenge. Like, how many people do you think have a Vita and do not have a PS3? Well, I mean that those statistics would be. I mean, that would, would you would you agree that chances are, if you have a Vita, you have a PS3? I'm not trying to set a trap for you. Like, I'm legitimately like, do you I think would, that's a fair assumption? Uh, I'm Admiral Akbar. It's a trap. I don't. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't, to be honest with you. I I don't think I would assume that. I I think, to be honest with you, Sam, I think that pe- that people who own a PlayStation Three, 
I don't know. That's kind of a that's kind of a loaded question. I, I I'm not really sure. I I I guess it depends on how mobile those gamers are. I think there's a lot of different factors that are involved in that. But but it's generally, like, would you rather if you have you know X amount of money, would you rather spend two hundred dollars on a game on a console that doesn't really have a lot of stuff, or would you drop you know okay for an extra hundred dollars, I now have this I now have access to all these incredible games. I feel like you know the PS3 would probably. You know, be the first call. I'd be honest with you. I would, I would probably, I would probably weigh on on spending two hundred dollars in PlayStation Plus membership than to for a couple of years than to probably invest in the Vita. If I if I if I was in a position to, if I was in a buying position in the in, in the if I was in the consumer position to make a purchase as of right now with the games and titles that are available on the PlayStation Vita, let's just say if I had two hundred dollars in my pocket right now. Um, I would probably, um, I would probably say for PlayStation owners that if they had to weigh their options, there's probably not enough quality games on the PlayStation Vita to to probably make that investment. And even all the quality ones on the Vita, like like uh, like Dragon's Crown or um, what's it called, the All Stars game or whatever, like way- a lot of the games came out on both. Yeah, and they're way overpriced. Absolutely. I mean, fifty dollars for for a digital download is. But how long has the Vita been out that it still doesn't have any like really high quality top tier games? I just maybe I maybe most of their production force has been centralized on the on you know a lot a lot of people can say that about the Wii U. Does that outside of remakes, um, really? What game is there? What go to game is there for the Wii U? So the Wii uh, Nintendo is in the same boat as far as that's concerned. As far as I'm concerned, along. But that's with kind the of Wii Nintendo's U. thing, though. Like. Nintendo isn't about, oh, look at this new cool thing. It's like, hey, look at this thing we've been doing for 30 years and we're still doing it and it's still awesome. Well, but the problem is the consumers are having a backlash over it and they're speaking with their wallets and how much they disapprove of just remake after remake. Even though Wind Waker HD is Wind Waker HD. I'm so excited for that. And you're yeah. so excited for that. Just it, it's not getting. It's not bringing it in new consumers. It's I, not. I, I, I agree, and I just don't think. I don't think Nintendo's really taken a, a very proactive approach on that because Nintendo. And and again, I'm not going to make it sound like a broken record. I've already pretty much rehearsed this uh, every time we bring up brought up uh, rather brought up this discussion. Is that Nintendo just hasn't invested in any kind of new innovative concept. The fact that they implemented a, a pretty overpriced remote built with a built-in tablet, I, I mean, it, it's a cool concept, but it's just not it, – it's not really – there's really no wow factor. And you're right, Gerald. Unfortunately, remake after remake, even though you're remaking quality games you know, like slapping the Zelda name on it, that's, that's not what's going to sell. People don't want to always see remakes. Um, oh, I'm so mad. The Wind Waker thing comes with the um, Hyrule Historia that I already bought when it came. <laughs> yeah, they they Nintendo's gonna they're gonna be hurting on that one. Yeah, I don't have a Wii U. I'm probably gonna get this one because yeah. it's got a game in it that I know is awesome. It's all about good games. I don't care about you could give me like a freaking Super Nintendo again, and it's like here's a great game for Super Nintendo. It's like I'm gonna play that game. I don't care about features or anything. Well, speaking of games, there was some new um, footage of Watch Dogs and Metal Gear Solid Five. Phantom. I'm glad. You, I'm glad you said dogs. Yes, thank you. 
Uh, Capcom's Deep Down will be a free-to-play title. And yes. uh, Sony is launching its PS3 library via Gaikai in 2014. Crimson Dragon for the Xbox One will be at 19.99 at launch. And two games that I'm actually pretty excited about. Well, actually, not, I'm not really excited about the second one, but more excited about the first one. But Final Fantasy X and Final Fantasy X 2 HD to North America this winter. Yes! PlayStation 4 will support video capture for HD. I mean, via HDMI. Now, I'm pretty psyched about the remake for Final Fantasy X. X2, that game sucks, so I'm not really going to... I think I played like 45 minutes of X2, and I was like, this is about girls changing clothes. Yeah, it was it was pretty awful. It really... I'm not going to It's pretty bad. Uh, it was pretty bad. It was almost bad, almost as bad as 14 and 12. 12 was pretty bad, too. Dude, 12 was awesome. No, it was not. Well, okay, the storyline was okay. The battle battle system left much to be desired. I think that's for a podcast for another day on the Final Fantasy. Well, I'll, I'll do a Final Fantasy podcast. Uh, what about, well, is anybody doing going on 14 online again? Is uh, that in uh, existence? No. Because my uncle was like, I'm going to get it on PS3 when it comes out. He's like, I'll buy it for you if you play with me. I'm like, cool. I'm pretty, I'm, I'm pretty like irritated with Square Enix because uh, their customer support sucks. Sorry guys, but it does. I was not even able to get into the beta because they kept telling me I needed a freaking key, uh, a one-time key thing, which I did not have. By the way, Square Enix, you, that's not, you can't get in without that if you don't know that yet. And that's for Final Fantasy XIV: A Realm Reborn. So yeah. I, th- I think, uh, yeah, you know, I, th- I think if you are a Final Fantasy fan. You might want to consider it because it is and has been totally revamped, and it it looks somewhat promising if you're into the series. Don't get me wrong; based on what I played at E3, I I mean the game is amazing. It is it is truly for an online, uh, you know, for an MMORPG. It is it is an incredible graphics wise. Um, Battle system's a little convoluted, but um, I think playing that a little bit will will hammer out the. uh, you know, hammer out your discretion with that, but um, but o- overall, I was actually really impressed with the game. I just it's not worth a monthly subscription to to pay to play, unless you just have no life and that is all your life is. Is think that. of how many people you just offended. Just think oh. about it. Let me think about it. Oh wait, that's, that's, <laughs> yeah, that, that's not even half of who's offended lifetime. So. <laughs> I pride myself on offending the general public. <laughs> anyway. That, 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 that sentence was just like, of every like recording anything you've done, like that could be the tagline of it. <laughs> like that, that just summarized. Soundbite. Yeah, just use that and just play that a lot. Like every time Nick says something like mean, just play that, like how happily he said it. And put like a little bit of like music behind it, like doo 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 doo. No, you know he <laughs> he dogs me enough in all the other uh, Nick podcasts or angry Nick dedicated podcasts that he pieces together from all the crap that we get from all these other ones. You mean the best of ang- or the worst or the best or the worst of Angry Nick? Yeah, however you interpret it. Hey, we also did the best of Seventh Valkyrie. There was that was. Oh, I can't say that word. That was- <laughs> Well, based on based on all the new stuff that we talked about, which of these news items do you weigh of grand importance? 
which actually mattered. I think the I think the announcements of the new consoles not hitting the Asian market um, is until twenty fourteen should it be or, or of the greatest importance um, simply because of the fact you know it is on PlayStation's home turf and that just tells me Sony is not even scared of Microsoft being in Japan as far as it's concerned because the Xbox and Xbox One uh, Xbox three sixty failed miserably in Japan in that market and obviously the the lackluster sales for the wii u doesn't scare anyone so playstation pretty much can write their own check whenever they decide to release the playstation 4 so they know at least they have that market well in hand as far as why, consoles why are Xbox concerned so much because it was just they're like oh this is american pretty much because i've been there to is, enough foreign countries to know that yeah it's it's well, very xenophobic in nature and very territorial especially when it comes to video games um you hear stories all the time as far as it's concerned how uh, it's not a two-way street for the most part as far as a lot of americans and europeans appreciate the the japanese games and the japanese cultures because a lot of us were brought up and raised on japanese video games Gerald, unfortunately I'm- it doesn't work that way around and a lot of the 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 Japanese uh, players at hand don't don't look down upon American games, no matter the quality, uh, or no matter the fact that at this point in time, Eastern, uh, excuse me, Europe and and the West for the most part, Western developers truly have a substantial upper hand as far as developing games at this point in time. Yes, Nick. Well, on on that note, be, because of uh, and and you know, on, on, on kind of centralizing on that note from the Tokyo game show, do you think it's regained its importance? Um, and, and more so is it, is it still, is it still a, an industry standard medium by which you think some of the most important gaming news is communicated through? I, I think when I wrote that, I, I pointed out the same thing I pointed out for Gamescom and things of that and the other packs and all these other video game conferences that are trying to be E3 West or E3 East or E3 slash B or, you know, you know, slash A, the, the, the most important, um, conference after E3, I still think CES is, uh, outside of E3 is, is the most influential as far as the video game industry is concerned. In my own opinion, even though video games as a whole are really not totally represented there, it's what's presented there as far as the consumer electronics as whole is very influential to the video game market. That's why I think CS is so important. But E3 obviously is number one. All these other ones, because of the new consoles, are extremely important to the manufacturers right now. As maybe one or two years down the line, when there is no new console to debut, that might be different. And it might go back to where it was before as far as relevancy for both Gamescom and Tokyo Game Show as being highly attended events by the public, but not as important in the eyes of the console manufacturers. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Sam, what do you think? Uh, I think Gerald kind of swept the floor there. He mopped us up. Yeah, I think he kind of covered all the bases. Gerald, I think I think I think Gerald used some Clorox bleach in it too. I think he did a Clorox bleach the floor. Wait. Yeah. Well, I guess it depends on the floor. I hope it's not a wood floor. I wouldn't Clorox bleach that. Yeah. Who's that bald-headed dude who? Mr. Clean? Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean. So, Gerald, speaking of that particular region of the world, was there any other news article, or am I jumping the gun? No, there are more news, news articles. Uh, I think you're jumping uh, the gun on that last, on this. Oh, it's on the that. last one. Okay. Yeah. Withdrawn. But, you can edit yes. that part out. I think I will. Cool. Silly pants. <laughs> I will not be censored. Sony has projected 5 million. That's right. Let me say it again, folks. 5 million PlayStation 4s are to be sold by the end of March. Are they on the crack pipe or is this really going to happen? Riddle me this, Batman. I can just tell you this right now. Um, when I pre-ordered my PlayStation 4, I spoke at length uh, to some some individuals uh, in the know at, at a major retailer here in the West Coast. And they said it is three times to one right now as far as the number, number of people pre-ordering the PlayStation 4 over the Xbox 360. Uh, there was a recent poll, I believe was done by Reuters, if I'm not mistaken. Um, let's... Let me check into that, but it actually substantially said, um, yeah, it was from Reuters. Uh, I remember that correctly because it came, it was actually something we posted on our game source, Facebook site. Did he say why? Uh, he said just people just interested as far as what it offers, the price differential. Mm -hmm. And I think the fact that it's been, you know, we go back to say this all the time. Sony has been much more upfront about what it's going to do and hasn't changed 15,000 policies like Xbox has. And I think it's going to take some time for the consumer to to get with the Xbox One. I think the Xbox One, with the titles that it has for next year, like Titanfall and Halo, if, they, uh, if Titanfall stays exclusive, could possibly catch up to and overtake the ps4 but right now people are just still prefer much more the playstation 4 as far as their pre-order choice for this holiday season and i think that recent reuters poll revealed that it was just not even close at this point in time but i think like i said my personal belief is by the end of 2014 that that will swing around at least somewhat in in to the direction of microsoft just because like i said if titanfall could be a game changer. Uh, I've just, just. I know you didn't think so so well about it, but just the feedback that I'm getting on it, and the the interest from the consumer at large, uh, from the gamers at large out there, seems to be uh, pointing in that direction. How about you, Sam? I understand. Sorry, my voice is like echoing for a second. I understand. I'm trying to think of what I could say that I haven't already said. A million times. I didn't, see, I didn't see the big hype about Titanfall. I mean, it was nothing. I was jumping up and down for joy. I think, well, with Titanfall, I think there's more hype on it because it's Xbox exclusive. Which, but means I also think it's. Oh, I just want to interrupt. I'm, one second, my apologies, Sam. Oh, I just think through the, all these Call of Duty players, they're looking for the next Call of Duty, and I think they're reaching out to this game. That, that that's it. Because it does a little bit more than what Call of Duty does at the present time. Oh well, yeah, I guess that's a. I'm sorry, sorry, Sam. Didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, that's my... um, kind of a good point. What I think a lot of it, uh, like, I mean, this might not be a big of a role as I have imagined it, but since Titanfall is Xbox exclusive, I feel like all the Xbox fanboys are now like, hey, yeah, we got Titanfall. Suck it, PlayStation. And like, I think that might contribute to some of the hype on it because. You know, it's not just like, 
like kind of pleasing everybody like hey we're gonna be a multi-platform release so everybody's gonna be able to enjoy it it's like no xbox is getting it and that's just one of the cards that i mean i feel like right now like sony's got all their cards in their hands and like microsoft is still playing like 52 card pickup or like no xbox is like playing like uno like they don't even have the right cards in front of them yeah, and PlayStation's okay. like, yeah, well, we got Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> and then, and then Nintendo's just got like, go, I like playing hopscotch in the backyard or something. Like, but um, I yeah, think so- I think I think 2014, the holiday 2014 market will be the key one right off the bat for both systems. And I think it could be as early as then, which will determine exactly, at least in the first half of both systems, who will be the front runner. Well, I think one in, uh, major influential thing which uh, Gerald actually brought up uh, today in our discussion was China's market opening up for consoles and, and what does really, this really mean for the big three. And based on, based on what you were discussing with us earlier, Gerald, before the beginning of the podcast, uh, I mean obviously it sounds like it's something that, that, that would obviously significantly impact sales um, because this is kind of a landmark – a landmark industry thing, if I understand correctly, right? It is. Uh, you know, and they're talking about at the beginning of next year, China may open up its its ban on the sale of video games and video game consoles. It it's been a long time. Actually, the PlayStation Two was in its infancy when when the ban was installed and impl- implemented. To give you an idea. But I, I I recently uh, watched a video from a respected analyst Michael Pactor. Who, who said that it would, you know, you got to base it on the marketplace. Even though there is a fast-growing economy in China, there's not a, a ton of individuals there that, that are going to be able to afford the Xbox One and PlayStation 4. So you, I see, I you know, he had, he had seen, and I, I totally agree with him, that, you know, the Wii's, the PlayStation 2's, the, the PlayStation 4s and Xbox 360s at lower prices, those will be the most attractive units going onto the market. And just a reissue of all those games to that marketplace could mean a huge boom to to all those older consoles that are that you know that could potentially uh, swing up to profitability for one of these three individual companies. What do you think, Sam? I think it's wonderful. Like. Um, I don't exactly know why the band. Or the handheld, the handheld market too, you know, PSP and and the 3DS. Like video games are just a thing where it's like, I'm not gonna go as far as say like basic human right, like that would come across not well to certain people. But like video games are just like, no, the goal, the ultimate goal of any video game is to is for fun, and it's you play it because you enjoy it. And I think that, you know, this place in the world who hasn't really gotten to experience that the way the rest of the world has, I'm not trying to get, like, preachy, but it's like they're kind of being denied something that's very, like, very simple and, like, can make you really happy. So just the fact that it's opening up in that particular part of the world, I think, is really fantastic. Well, Nick, what do you think? I, you know, I... To be honest with you, I don't really know. I, I, that's one thing I actually probably need a little time and will rant on a plus one. Say about. something bad about this, please. Please <laughs> say something bad. 
Actually, yeah, please piss off you the can, entire you can, Chinese yeah, nation. You can, piss off the entire nation of China. There's an entire <laughs> race of people you could offend right now. Yes, you the nation of up. China. Yes, <laughs> the nation, the great nation of China. Please say something to piss us, piss them off, and uh, and not, they'll never allow us access to their great country at all whatsoever. Listen. That's just awesome. Is it, the airport and there's just it, everywhere. Like Donald's just going, but it would say it in Chinese. But is it 98% of, of whatever we make from China? Do we really need to open up the floodgates for them to be able to purchase this stuff? Do it. I dare you. No, China for them for them to purchase it. You got to remember, it's them purchasing it. Now, okay. remember, you'll be stopped at the at, at customs and they'll have like a big picture of you in the spirit you know hat. You know what they'll do? They'll, they'll they need... Okay, listen. No, 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 no. They're going to stop guys that look like you and say, hey, uh, how do you feel about Saints Row? And they'll be like, it's pretty cool, I guess. It's like, all right, you can go. But then when they get to you, they'll be like, how do you feel about Saints Row? And you'll start to like go off on everybody. It's like, this is the guy. We got him. Let's go. They need to buy their stuff from us. Okay, (laughs) China, it's time to turn the tables. You need to buy your stuff from us. We don't need to be opening up the gate so you guys got free access, man. It's time to it's time to bring the United States deficit back down, okay? We gotta lower the debt ceiling here. You need Who to buy your that box. video games is what ended would end the US deficit. Yes, it would. A million dollar industry. That one is how time, we rock it here in the US. Me and my friends one time calculated like the amount of like when WoW was like at its peak, like the amount of money they got from like monthly subscriptions alone. We, like, found a way to calculate, like, they could have ended the U.S. deficit in, like, I think it was, like, seven and a half years if just all the money Blizzard just took from their subscription fees. Hey, Nick. I, deficit. Nick, I, I did want to tell you, Nintendo and Sony are Japanese-owned company. Oh. <clears throat> oh, that's awkward. <clears throat> so, I think it's time for a break. Yes. Nick's got to get his panties out of a bunch. I need to pull my head out from my uh, break time. (laughs) 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 The Round Table of Doom. Hello, folks. Welcome again to the second segment of tonight's podcast. It is the... Are you going to be okay? Are you sure you're okay? I'm okay. I've I've calmed down from my China rant. Okay, cool. Good. It is the round table of doom. 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 We don't have Chris here too. Well, now we're doomed now that you know you went off on China. Yes. Um. But let's not let's 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 take things that are a little less politically dangerous and just keep talking about video games. Yes. But yeah, because our next subject is just you know so uncontroversial at all. Oh my god, I Grand Theft Auto. Can I just start by saying I disagree with Nick, and then like go get a cup of coffee or something? Can I just like <laughs> say that? I'll, I'll be back in like fifteen minutes. Eight hundred million. Are there eight hundred million? Eight hundred million people who have something wrong with them who bought this game. I bought it. Eight hundred million dollars. No, it's eight hundred million dollars. Yeah, not eight hundred million people bought the game. Now. Well, you know what? Eight hundred million dollar was ge- eight hundred million dollars was generated within the first twenty four hours. One billion dollars was generated in the first three days, and most likely by the end of the year, it will have garnered over two billion dollars. Okay, so probably by the end of the year, eight hundred million people would have already bought this game, or watched it, or physically viewed it in some way or manner. So 800 of those million of those people who will potentially view this game, 
Shame on you ahead of time. Are you trying to say Sh- that 8 million people are going to play this game? Okay, that's a little unrealistic. But I hope not. Well, you man, you've been like backing down tonight. This is weird. I know. It's it's. Do you, do you need a, Do you need them? Just you need to go get some hot chocolate, some I marshmallows, get, sprinkles I, in it. I, I think I do. I want some marshmallows in it too. Okay, and some sprinkles. Yes, sprinkles. Lots of sprinkles. Get it yourself. <laughs> the I online can't you any damn hot chocolate. Now, now what's really sad is that the online component was released, and how this game generated eight hundred million dollars in twenty four hours is sickening. The game. Okay, hold on. Let, let me. How do I not in a non-usive profanity? Um, okay, let's let's just put that on the back burner for now. Gerald, go ahead and and grace us with your opinion of of how. What what do you think of the sales? Uh, it's actually even larger than than even the the highest analyst predictions because. I remember reading and posting articles on our Facebook game source site that projected a billion dollars in a month. Then it became closer to like two weeks. Then even someone went out on a limb and said a week. And it just exploded even beyond that. I mean, it's just, it seemed like a, a true worldwide event for GTA. And I just, I don't, I don't understand why. It's the same well, freaking remember, crap. They, they just keep remaking the did, game. Did, did you just drop an f-bomb no i did not i said freaking okay i I couldn't hear i'm sorry i was too you're too busy yelling (laughs) it's the same game it is the same oh my god no just keep adding stuff to it well i will uh hold on i i I have some time in the game so let me let me you you gave me the the, yes you took you gave me the floor please let me clean it up for you um, yeah, whatever. Remember 2008 when we went there, and that line was huge already. We had uh, people threatening us with our lives. A hundred <laughs> yes. people going, uh, as we've mentioned before on a previous podcast, uh, over 150 people were waiting then, and it just gotten bigger. And the anticipation's grown for five years. And Rockstar knows how to how to work it for all it's worth. They're masters at at marketing and generating this kind of enthusiasm. And then Grand Theft Auto, they if they, any bed press for them is great press. They love it when CNN or Fox News goes off on Grand Theft Auto. They absolutely love it. It just creates more and more individuals that want to buy the game. They, you know, I, I don't want to say they like it when. When they when kids are allowed to buy it, because obviously on the record they're going to tell you no. But it just it's it it just has created such a a phenomenon uh, in and of itself. And the game itself and the game itself, we have extensive coverage that's going to be put on hopefully very soon by Degenerate08. He's going to talk about his time with the game, both single player and online, and present it to everyone in a review of that nature. I can tell you it's the most detail-oriented video game I've ever played. I didn't say it was the best video game I ever played. I said it's, it's although it's pretty close, and I'm telling you right now, it's it's the you most detailed. Sick, Gerald. It's the most detailed. Well, you know what? You're just looking at at for content reasons. You're just looking at it because you don't like certain aspects of the game. I'm just telling you all the things you can do, all the things that you can go on, all the events that, that are taking place in the game. The story has some slight issues as far as becoming a little bit less cohesive as time goes on, 
But for the most part, the bank heists, the bank heists are awesome. The things you can do as far as various from base jumping to flying off airplanes to playing golf to playing tennis to running in triathlons, you know, just just the various amount of things you go you can explore. It's just there's just been nothing ever created like it in video games. I mean, to a lot of people, this is a culmination of a dream on what they wanted to do in a video game as far as the exploration aspect of it. And now that the online, hopefully when the kinks are all worked out, will provide even a greater aspect of the game, which you know might make it unmatched as far as it's concerned in a lot of people's opinions. It's got the highest Metacritic score of all time. I mean, you just – I'm sorry, Nick. You know, I understand when, when you can preach on that soapbox all you want and you and Fox News and CNN and all those other individuals in the religious 700 Club and all that can just, just – you know demonize the game all you want Uh, the numbers you know the proof is in the pudding the numbers are there people are liking it and people are liking in spades i mean it's garnered it's the highest it's the fastest growing entertainment entity of all time monetarily all right it's uh, pick any movie you want it's garnered more money faster than any one of them and it's just like i said it's whether you like it or not, whether I like it or not, whether Sam likes it or not, it's a phenomenon in and of itself. And you just you can't deny that. And if you try to, it just makes – well, it, it just makes you come off – you know, well, you know. Say it, Gerald. No, I don't know. Go ahead. It makes come you come on. off like someone that's that's not aware of what's going on, which I know you are, man. And I, was I know you say like a Nick, but I guess yeah, like, like an angry, like an angry Nick. And I know you know what's going on, man. I know, I know you're you're very in tune with what's going on with the video game world, and and the same issues your side with with you know Bioshock and 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 that controversy there as far as the religious undertones and that. And I didn't say, you know, I approve of all the things that's going on. Is there drug use in it? Yes. Is there prostitution in it? Yes. Is there strip clubs in it? Yes. Is there uh, nudity and things of that nature in it? Yes. Is it a mature-rated game? Absolutely. Should it be played by anyone under 18-year-old? Absolutely not. Should it be done under a parent's supervision as far as even over 18 to 21? I even question parents allowing their kids at that age to do, to do that. But is it a, as a constructed game, as a game as far as art is concerned, as a game as far as how good is it structure-wise, there is nothing that has ever been created like it. And and whether you like it or not, Nick, or whether you like it or not, Sam, or anyone out there, it, it is what it is. And uh, I'm not tooting its horns for Rockstar. I'm just telling it like it is. And And... Personally, there's some aspects of the game I don't want to like about it. I just know that there are certain lot of other things about the game that are just incredible, and it is one of the top games of the year. Like I said, Metacritic has its currently its highest score of all time, so it's just it's there. And and I know you're going to go off on the soapbox, so please, I'll sit back and listen to both of you on it. But it's well, just I, GTA. Gonna... I, I actually, well, I'll just almost say this. I wrote a column. It's been posted on my page at www.yourgamesource.com slash yesovaslives.html. I'm also going to bring a plus one on it myself later this week. And I'm just going to expound on it, why GTA, it, the legacy is there and why, why it's you know having so much success. But I'll listen back, kick back and listen to you guys. And, and like I said, that's just how I feel. Yeah, I will... I will go on a rant 
for the sake of time tonight, I will go on a rant yeah. on my on my plus one. Oh, okay. Um, like, don't have time to take a nap then. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I will just leave leave it on this note. I don't have a problem discussing the uh, the the aspects of gaming of which I feel strongly on, and whether that's the the uh, you know the integration of uh, you know my own personal beliefs and re- re- religious beliefs. Let me just say that I don't really care professional or personal opinion what anybody says. Um, I'm going to give you my opinion based on 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 what I feel about the game, and that's that's just that simple. You know what? And I encourage encourage you, ladies and gents out there, if you've got a problem with that. Feel free to send me a message. I will not take offense to it. Matter of fact, I will probably laugh about it. However, bottom line is is that I have just felt what what is that email address again? <laughs> Info at yourgamesource.com. That way or t- or, or my my choice, yourgamesource at yahoo.com. See but- if you could make him angry enough to do a plus one about you. The person there who sends go. the meanest one, Nick will do <laughs> an, a plus one. About how about how he knows absolutely nothing about you, but he <laughs> is gonna rip apart every part of you. Exactly, I will rip apart everything you say, but I don't know anything about you. Here, you at yourgamesource.com. Like you <laughs> Do it. I'm gonna write one anonymously. <laughs> uh, basically, I'm just gonna give you the short, the, the short condensed version of it. Historically, I. Having having played Grand Theft Auto, I, I have never found the appeal in 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 the series. I, I just the storyline has always been uh, so in, incredibly convoluted and, and distracting. Um, there there's really no no clear sense of train of thought. There's just mindless mindless violence that that ultimately leads you to a, uh, an unsatisfying end. Um, you know, it's like an unsatisfying happy ending. I, I mean, you know, it's like you just the game itself just lacks uh, lacks appeal. Um, the game lacks quality. It lacks um, well, it lacks a lot of things. And uh, frankly, the the content is is incredibly incredibly inappropriate for younger audiences. And you know, you parents out there playing that freaking game in front of your children, you know, you need to go take some parenting classes because you are absolutely in the wrong. I don't really give a crap what you say. But bottom line is that. Well, no, no. I hope you're not in saying that I would want somebody, my, you know, parents to want have their kids. No, I agree with you in that. I'm never going to say that that you're wrong on that. And say, as I stated before, it is a mature rated game, and only mature individuals should be able to play this game. It but, should but, not. It's not for audiences anywhere near. You know, or, Gerald, or, though, you know, but, eighteen or younger. On the that. bottom line is that you have. Okay, you, you have a general sense of people. Whether that be small or whether that population of people be large is really statistically I, I don't you know, I don't have statistics behind it, but you know, at some point we we discussed when it became a prevalent issue when, when we had uh, you know that, that unfortunately shooting, you know, that, that, that shooting that, that took the lives of several people, of several children, matter of fact. You know, you have you have analysts. The first thing they're jumping on is it's video games. It's video games. You know, whether or not whether or not video games have some some deep seated, you know, uh, some deep seated uh, control or they have some sense of of uh, manipulation of some kind of of those who play those games. You know, is really you know probably probably a theoretical thing that that they're still researching. The bottom line is that. 
when you look at games like this and the level of violence and and it really it really encourages I'm trying to choose my words carefully here. It really encourages the, the the younger audience who are allowed to play this game to to engage and and think of these types of activities and and level of violence and prostitution and everything to be an an okay and an acceptable thing in society. And it is not. It's not. And that is my centralized problem with games like this. And the same thing goes with Saints Row. All kidding aside, as much as I freaking despise that garbage game, the, the root the root of all evil that game is is that it has incredibly inappropriate content and it has no freaking game no freaking place being on the shelf for people to buy, let alone for people to play. And you know, the same thing with Grand Theft Auto. It has historically been a bad game. And I and and just like you well, know, let me wait. Hold on. This is something that that I think you're incorrect on. So, uh, you know, you always call me Father Time, old, 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 whatnot. I'm 44 years old. Just to, yeah, but let everybody know out there. <laughs> okay, so I should be prevented from from being able to purchase a game such as Saints Row or Grand Theft Auto. Should I be? For I'm sorry. Say that again. Should I be prevent? You're telling me that I should be prevented from being able to partake or purchase a game such as Saints Row or Grand Theft Auto. No, no, no. I, I, what I'm saying is, is that there, there's a younger audience that that game should not be in the hands of, which you and I both know are. Because well, I mean that's that's up to the you know like I said again it comes that's that's to that's the individual parents making that decision and so and obviously as I stated they're not making good decisions if exactly, that's the case. But, but the bottom line is is that that game in some way or form by their parents' discretion is being made available to children and to to a younger audience that it should not be in the hands of. And well, I, I say it's the same way as when somebody I've seen I've been to R-rated movies and then I come out and I see families with five and seven year olds coming out of that movie and and uh, do I agree with what that they just subjected their kids to to R-rated content? Yes, I do. I mean that's why the rating sport has the rated R. Agreed. That's why the ESRB has the rated you know eighteen and above. Um, I, it's just up to the individual parents to make the right decision and understand that this content is not for them. Yeah, and, and and what I'm the the bottom line is what I'm trying to say is is that if you want to if you want to pin you know if you want to pin the the opinion of of, of whether that be government uh, whether that be uh, research analysts whether that be you know the general consumer just doing their research if you want to if you want to to pin the association of inappropriate content uh, or inappropriate actions violence unnecessary. Um, unnecessary violence and, and use of force and weapons against other people, uh, you know, a car theft, auto theft, um, robbery, um, prostitution. If you want to, if you really want to label all that and, 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 and really want to pin that on, on the reasoning, you know, as one of, of one of many reasons why people, people have a tendency to live that kind of lifestyle. It's because of the influence of games like this. And, and because, they make it, and whether it be a game or not, and I'm not, I'm not saying that this is explicit and this is just specific to Grand Theft Auto because I would be, I'd be idiotic and I'd be wrong to say that because I know there's plenty of other games out there that have, you know, this type of inappropriate content. But because it is so centrally focused on this game, and and really historically, these games have followed through pre, through its predecessor, have followed 
the same type of, of inappropriate things and, and to, to be, I, I don't know. I just, you look at, you look at the, the mechanics and the way that they, that they make things seem okay in this game when they're really not. And, and I really think that's, that's making, that's making a younger generation see these types of things as, 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 uh, as acceptable in our society. And, and that's a problem. And that is, I, I think, molding the wrong type of people. And I think that this game could very well, depending on the person, have a negative influence on, on you know, their, you know, them growing up and, and thinking that type of thing is okay. And, and, and possibly putting, again, I'm trying to be choice of my words here. And again, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm just saying it, it, it basically, I guess what I'm saying is that the type of content that's represented in this game makes it seem like this kind of stuff is acceptable and okay, and it's not. And and I think I think that has a it could potentially have a very major influence on on people in general, kids growing up. So that I mean that's that's all. I, I, the bottom line is that I've never really liked the game, um, and, and I have played it. I had I have played Grand Theft Auto, and and I just. Uh, I really don't think the game quality overall is really anything. That's why when I see these sales numbers, like 800 million, why? What makes this game so special that it's the same freaking cookie-cut game that they just change the storyline, oh, some better graphics, you could still pimp some hoes, you know, blast people away, rob banks, and, and, and jack cars. What, what is so freaking different from the game before this that, you know, I, I just I don't get it. I just I don't get it. But that is and, my, you, and you never will. And I never will. That's that. All right. That's my rant for tonight. I'm done. What about Sam? Sam, what do you? What's your take on the on the on the Grand Theft Auto Five um, whole success, the phenomenon? I, I understand. I know you. We spoke at, at length previously about why your reasons for that you cannot play the game because they're they're actually different than what what Nick stands on it. If I'm not mistaken, correct. Um, for me, um, I've only played, I don't even know, I played a little bit, I want to say like San Andreas, one of the PS2 ones, I played when I was in the other middle school or high school, and I was at a friend's house and I was playing it, and I thought it was like funny, like going to a strip club with chainsaw and just kill people, like, like I thought it was funny to me, like there is a lot of, like I do, I, I like, I don't, I'm not a mother, but I do understand um, the look that a parent would have on a young child, just kind of that maternal, paternal instinct of, you know, this is big kid stuff, bad stuff. We shouldn't let kids play it. And I'm not condoning that. I'm not saying like, oh, my God, all the 10 year olds in the world should play this game. I just like just never really saw a draw to it. Um, like some people dig it. Like some people like not all the people people who play it are angry angsty people who just want the world to explode some people play it because it's entertaining like i don't actually want to know what it's like to take a chainsaw into a strip club and start killing people i i'm good but now grand theft auto has like provided an outlet where it's like oh well that was really not something i would do in real life and if there are people who are maybe not mentally and emotionally capable of handling the line between fiction and reality. But um, I think it's like, I mean, think about like, you know, Gears of War, your chainsaw and stuff. And like, 
just some games are very mature games. And some games have very mature themes. And it's just like... I, like, I understand the controversy over it. I do. I really do. But I think there's kind of, like, I think there's, like, some people make a little bit too big of a deal out of it. I I mean, honestly, if there wasn't all this crazy controversy of it, over it, like, I don't think, like, Gerald, like you were saying, you know, like, you know, bad press is better than no press. I mean, uh, it's still Rockstar who does it, right? Oh, absolutely, but uh, yeah. 2K, 2K is uh, also the, uh, okay. the publisher. So, Rockstar, yeah, Rockstar is the developer. Okay. Uh, and 2K everybody, did publishing. yeah, exactly. And, and now they've actually evolved into so many other great games, such as Red Dead Redemption. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. That the end, but yeah, obviously GTA is their their biggest boy on the block on the block. So yeah, so. they love, you know, Christian mother of six stood on a box for eight hours yelling outside of a GameStop that nobody should get to play this game. Like, they love that, because that makes people be like, oh, dude, like, what is up with this game that, like, people go on crazy over it? And I think that's, uh, and honestly, I think that 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 sort of press, this negative press, like, they count on that. Like, it's that is free advertising for them. And they, I think, honestly, if I was an exec there, I would be I would be sitting, leaning back in my chair with my feet on my desk, drinking some scotch, and just being like, yeah, this is going really well. So, I like, I appreciate Grand Theft Auto 4. It is, it's, it's a big game, like, environmentally. It is huge. And just the fact they spent so much, isn't it, it's like the most expensive game ever made. Because if it is exp- so expansive, it's humongous. And it's like, it's you did that in a as high as that. Two hundred sixty-six million dollars, I think, was. Yeah, you, uh, you like it is like it is unreal. Like I haven't played it, but I've watched like videos and stuff on it. It is unreal what they were able to accomplish. I think that game is a feat. It needs to win an award for like holy crap, you made that's a game. Like it's just so many different things. Like Gerald, you were saying, like there's all these different things you can do, and like I know Nick thinks it's dumb that like there's all these like like playing golf like that has nothing to do with anything but it's like i'm in this game and i'm this character and i can go play golf if i want to i just i have respect for it on that level just as a as a feat in the video game industry that they were able to accomplish so much because there's been games that have been expansive like skyrim and and even the the mmo mmorpgs that you can go do stuff but it's, it's just like forest. you go on another quest. Yeah, you it's go on grass. another quest, and it's not the diversity can't be there as much as it can be in something that's set in the modern world, where you can do so many different things. And I think GTA Five allows you to do a lot of those different things. And now you know with the online that's that's being hopefully, like I said earlier, the bugs getting worked out of it as we speak. That's just going to be even more expansive to that universe. So sorry, Nick. Don't give him another chance. Just, just let it lie. Well, and before I guess we close out on the podcast, I do want to make sure, Nick, you, you give some love to, you know, put you in a cheerier mood, a much cheerier mood. How about some more talk on Scribblenauts? All right. I would love to talk about Scribblenauts. Um, so Scribblenauts Unmasked came out this past week. And uh, it is absolutely 110% amazing. Um, I played it a lot at E3 
like me and the guy at the booth were are like super best friends now because I was there like three different times during E3. And Nick and, uh, and Nick, I think promoted it on a recent plus one for Nintendo. Yeah, he actually it was looking yeah. forward to as well. So I went. I saw it on the first day, and then a later day, I was with him and Jamie. I'm like, okay, you guys, you guys have kids, and you guys like come come with me. I need to show you this game. So we met with my friend Christian, and he's super cool. I don't know if he listens to these, but if you are Christian, you're awesome. And um. So I brought them, and it's like, and then, am I lying when I say you guys were super stoked over it, too? Is that a zipper? You just zip up a jacket? Are you cold? No, I have to agree. It was, uh, I, that's why I gave, uh... I don't want to know what he zipped up. Yeah, jeez, Nick, what are you doing in these podcasts? <laughs> that's why I gave kudos to, uh, Sam, though. I, I actually, um, she did, I actually, actually, compliments of Sam... I went and uh, I didn't get unmasked, but I did go pick up. Uh, I did go pick up scribble knots for my son. Okay, cool. Yeah, but so I've been playing unmasked. Um, it's I'm playing it on Steam, so it's on the computer. It's actually it plays really well on Steam. I just I love it. Like um, I was like just just some of the animation, just the animation style of scribble knots. It's all DC. Like I'm super into comic books. Like every DC character you could possibly imagine, you can make. And then, like, you can summon, you know, heroes and villains. They fight each other. Um, I was playing when my roommate came in, you know, because I wanted to show her how cool it was. And she's, like, sat on my floor. And um, we're just like, oh, we need to, like, get this. And she, we're like, I'm like, wait, what do we do? And she's, like, yelling words at me. And I'm just like, we're, we're just playing it together. And, it, I mean, we're both 22. I'm going to be 23 soon. That's weird. But, um, yeah. But we're we're two twenty two year old young ladies in architecture school, and we sat and we're just playing this game. So I mean, if you're if you got kids, like Scribble Nuts is great for kids because it like if you don't know what Scribble Nuts is, like you can type in almost any word and it gives you that object. So it's like, oh, I need to get over this big rock. Oh, I'm gonna type ladder, and it gives you a ladder you can climb over. So I think just for kids, like I mean, if Grand Theft Auto is the, you know, anti kid game. Then, you know, scribble knots are just like, it really, I mean, even me as a like, young adult, I'm like sitting there, I'm like, okay, this guy's like frozen. How do I unfreeze him or something? And it's just like, okay, he, you can add an adjective, he's thawed, or you can put like the sun or a fire and he melts. And it's just, there's so many different ways to solve all the problems. And it just really makes your brain think a little bit. Like, it's a very simple game. Like, it's not like really overly complex in any way, but it's not, it, it's simple, but not mindless. So it's simple because it's not hard, but it's not mindless because you really do need to think a lot when you're playing this game. So I highly recommend it for anybody who's got kids. I highly recommend it for anybody who likes the DC universe. I highly recommend it for people who just like fun games. So there's that. While your score? You know, I'm, I, I spoke before. I'm really reluctant to ever give a game a 10, but I've been thinking about what I could possibly do to knock this score down, and I have nothing. So I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10. Wow. That's, uh, that's really high praise indeed. And I did want to tell everybody out there, because this is being part, part of the podcast, you, she did a tremendous job, uh, Sam did, on The Raven parts one two and actually the latest episode episode three the final episode i'm sorry she just did a review on it if you want to check it out she she gave it very very good scores 
I think you, if you need to understand more about the Raven Legacy of a Master Thief, you do need to check out our reviews page, www.yourgamesource.com slash reviews.html, and check out Sam's thoughts on both on, on all three parts, one, two, and three. It's right there down on the line, each one. Very descriptive and detailed, incredible reviews, and I'm sure... The PR company behind it, Nick, uh, I'm sure they were happy with what, what they said, uh, what she said as far as those, those games are concerned. So, mm-hmm. All right. Well, on that note, I think we should probably sum things up for tonight, right? Yes. Uh, once again, it's it's if you get a chance, check out our latest podcast, Modern Gears with Eric and the Drake. Um, no, 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 the. I'm commenting on the, that Facebook post as we speak. No, no, no. <laughs> With Eric and the, as he wants to be referred to as the Drake. I'm sure, I'm sure Eric is a lovely young gentleman, but no, Drake, no. Well, I'll, I'll let you listen to it and, and find out for yourself on that. Just give it a chance it's on our podcast page. And actually, they're, they're actually on our front page right now. So if you click on that, there was Sam commenting on our Game Store staff page. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, just click on it. It pops right up. Give it a chance. I think it's a very funny listen. Their first episode is on Call of Duty, Madden, and online dating. What do they say in the the podcast? Well, you're just going to have to listen and find out. It's on our podcast page, and I I hope you enjoy it. And I said they're going to be doing a lot more. They already have a few already uh, that they're working on, and... You know, I told them. Yeah, well, Drake's all talk. I don't believe it for a second. Well, the Drake, I'm telling you, he. No, he, no, I will. N- I refuse to acknowledge I'm, him in conversation if you refer to him as the Drake. Well, I'm telling you, you know who said he was going to be able to to Drake. do a lot of them and and is going to do what he can to have a channel, have enough to warrant a channel being put up on not only our our free mobile app, which you will you can listen to this podcast right on there. But also as well, we get an iTunes channel as well. And remember, our free, free, free mobile app is available just by clicking on Chris's face on www.yourgamesource.com right on the front page as he's battling Marcus Phoenix. Click on his face and you'll be able to download it just like that and get all the free stuff from us and get all the great stuff that is Game Source. Sorry, Nick. Had to plug. Oh, that's Okay. Just remember that you can find the latest and greatest on all gaming, video game news, and multimedia here at your number one stop and shop for all that is gaming here at www.yourgamesource.com. And remember to check us out on the Game Source Plus One, your daily channel for what is hot and what is not, and all of that is gaming news. And you get to hear me rant and rave. And what better part of your day than to listen me shoot my mouth off at absolutely pointless things thank you as always for joining us uh, i'm glad you said that thank you i have an idea for my next comic it's gonna be really funny yes well thank you as always uh for joining us and remember check us out at www.yourgamestores.com for the latest and greatest and all that is gaming and hit us up at info at yourgamesource.com or as gerald likes yourgamesource at yahoo if you want to get in on the action, that is all that is here at Game Source, and uh, become part of the Game Source staff because uh, we're pretty freaking cool. We rock. So, 
join the crew. Uh, you have a lot of fun with us. So anyway, thank you, Gerald. Thank you, Sam, for joining us tonight. Until the next Game Source podcast. Arrivederci. Ciao, ragazzi. Have a great one, everyone. And thanks for listening. Angry Nick Shark Week.